0: From Relay FM, this is Connected, Episode Twenty Two. Today's show is brought to you by Lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a ten-day free trial, visit lynda.com/slash connected. Igloo, an internet you'll actually like, and Squarespace. Start here, go anywhere. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined today by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hi, Federico. Hello, Mike. How are you doing, Federico?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. And Stephen Hackett, hello sir. How are you?
2: Hello sir. How are you?
0: I'm good. I I considered uh, just carrying on, like just never introducing you, but then I felt bad about it and changed my mind. That'd be sad. I just thought I would just see how far I could go. But
1: why would you skip Stephen just to yeah. see what he would do? He's like your your best friend in America. Why would you skip him, uh,
0: Federico? Why did you say in America? Did did you you want to do you want to be my best friend?
1: Not that you have like the, the that other guy in, in the UK that goes out drinking with you. Yeah. Like Ugh. you you buy stuff together after you've been drinking.
0: No, Matt lives here. Most you two you two are my best friends. How about that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, ni- nice uh, nice save, Mike. I mean it though. Mm-hmm. I know.
0: That got nice and weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we have we have a lot of follow up. <laughs> Yeah, more um, follow up, more, more follow, follow, up. follow up. How can you do like half of an episode be follow up and then have as much follow up the next episode? How is that know. even
2: possible? It's it's been it's been heavy. There's a there's a lot of follow up in the air this time of year.
1: And, um, what 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 happens when you do many episodes uh, with a lot of follow up to each other, like a follow up combo? Do you get like a multiplier and you like you hit? I think so. Yeah. Like. Like when you do like five episodes of follow up on top of each other, what happens? Like Skype explodes. Pe-
2: people stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, so uh, uh, fu number one, Federico, is actually your piece of follow up about your image optimization workflow. Oh yeah. So why don't Why don't you uh, tell people what's going on?
1: So I found this mm, service that I actually. Um, my uh web developer uh <laughs> sent me a link to this service like last year and I was like yeah I don't want to use a web service uh, for image optimization I can just use my mac with uh image optim and of course things you know changed and so there's um in the past few weeks I've been struggling to come up with a with a workflow that uh, involved image optim and my my iPhone and my iPad so I've started using uh, this service called kraken.io. It is uh, an image optimization web service, so you send images over to, to the web, to, to, to some servers. And you don't do the image optimization locally. Uh, Kraken optimizes the images for you. And I started using this for two reasons. One is the API that you can use with Python. Uh, and the second reason is the uh, integration with uh, with Rackspace Cloud Files. Basically, what's really perfect for me is that I can use uh, Dropshare on iOS. Uh, it's this app to upload files to, to to the Rackspace CDN. And Dropshare, it's like you can you can use it directly from the Apple Photos app. So I can upload screenshots from from photos from Pythonista from a mail from messages from any app that has a share sheet. And the drop share extension gives me uh, a link to the image on Rackspace. Then when I when I have the link in the in the in the clipboard, uh, I can just go to Pythonista and there's a script that talks to Kraken.io. Um, it finds the the Rackspace link in the in the in the clipboard and without doing any uh, like I don't have to upload the actual file. Because Kraken can look at the link that I that I that I give to the to the service. And starting from that link, it optimizes the image and it returns another Rackspace link with the optimized version. And it tells me how many, usually how many kilobytes, but sometimes megabytes, uh, basically my savings on the on the optimized image. I can choose from two different types of, of uh, optimization, lossy and lossless. And Basically, it's 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 perfect for me. Um, I can still use Dropshare. Uh, basically, Dropshare uploads my files to a Rackspace folder, which is only used to store the original untouched version of an image. And so, there's there's no, I would say there's no major change in terms of how I upload my image from the Apple Photos app. Um, the change is the Python script, which talks to Kraken. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about it because it, it, it runs in like three or four seconds, depending on the on size of the image. Uh, it's really fast. And it gives me another Rackspace link, which I can use. I can put in my text editor. I can share over email or iMessage, whatever. Uh, it's really simple. Um, I'm paying like $10 uh, per month for two gigabytes of um, storage on Kraken uh, it's been working out very well so far I'm saving good money on the on the Rackspace CDN costs and yeah I mean I'm I'm happy I'm a, I have a solution I I've st- at least I've stopped looking for you know for apps or workflows it's really simple I mean did they have a script on the website I just needed to to, to copy and paste the script and, and it worked. Right away. So, yeah, I'm saving money, and there's no uh, major loss in quality uh, for the screenshots. So, yeah, I'm I'm done.
2: Cool. Hooray. Yeah. So we have our show notes in two different browsers <laughs> this week. This is my favorite string of follow-up ever because it, it just keeps happening. Uh, so, TR4656 on Twitter. Showed connected on a uh, 3DS browser, which... Did um, d- it did something. It's sort of there. Do you guys use the browser on your Nintendo products? It seems like a bad idea.
0: No, but the new Nintendo 3DS, which is coming to uh, places... Not not America. has, has Well, it kind of is. Has improved browser, was one of the things they said today. Um, Good so job. Well, browser. actually,
1: uh, I have a confession. Um, like, last year, um, <laughs> I set up a workflow <laughs> that basically... <laughs> So using the Wii U browser um uh, this is this doesn't happen on the 3DS browser because it's not capable enough. I don't know if it's different on the New 3DS, but on the Wii U browser you can upload files to websites. So uh, I had a workflow that uh, on my Mac mini that was uh monitoring a Dropbox folder for screenshots and that was the old um workflow that I had, it would optimize the image using ImageOptim on Mac Mini Colo, and it would upload to Rackspace, and it would give me uh, a Rackspace link. Um, and I figured out that, that I could use the Wii U browser to put screenshots in the, in the Dropbox folder. So I saved the shortcut. To that folder on in the Wii U browser, the, 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 you can give a star to a folder to a, to a web page. <laughs> so I gave a star to the web to the page, and every time I wanted to 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 uh, get a screenshot from my Wii U, I would put the file in the Dropbox using the Wii U browser, and then on my phone I would get the the Rockspace link. I was really really happy about that. Wow, uh, that's yeah.
2: a Rube Goldberg machine,
1: <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> but it worked. So yeah,
2: hey. I'm not here to judge. Uh, Jimmy, whose name we made fun of a couple weeks ago, Jimmy Bosset, people said that was too fancy, uh, has now loaded our show notes in AOL Explorer version 1.1.4234.1043. And uh, What is in
1: AOL Explorer? (laughs) uh,
2: AOL had their own browser. I mean, they had their own application, and that application had a browser in it. I remember AOL for Mac used to be a big problem I dealt with at the Genius Bar because it would destroy people's computers, basically. But um, it, uh, you know, it's fine. It's uh, AOL. What can you do? So hot on the heels of covering AOL Explorer, our next piece of follow-up in breaking technical news is uh, more on the Hackintosh front. Um, So Thomas Brand, we talked about Thomas uh, last week. And his Hackintosh setup, uh, he's, uh, written a kind of a response piece to our, uh, bit of connected, uh, on the, the topic. And he, he kind of has three reasons why he built a Hackintosh, uh, the uh, lower price than a Mac desktop, uh, the choice of internal components and in case designs. So a lot of people, you know, I, you guys mocked me for wanting to be connected to your hardware, but some people that is important to you and they want to know how like every single little bit works, um, and then it's a love to tinker with with computer hardware, which I think is a is a out of those three reasons, a really solid one of you know some people just like to roll their sleeves up and and you know play with things. And so um so Thomas wrote this up. You can go check it out on his uh his website, egg, eggfreckles.net. Um and we got an email as well from a guy named Phil who who his fourteen year old son uh, has tinkered and collected desktop computer parts and like built a Hackintosh um, out of this like quad core beige computer, um, which I think is really cool. You know, Phil points out it's a great way for his son to learn about computers and how they work. Um, you know, he did he did say um, that you know even though he has Yosemite on it that he's like don't put it to sleep because if you put it to sleep apparently it explodes. <laughs> but um, but I think it's really great. Like it's a great way for like you know like kids and young young people. Getting into computers to tinker with stuff. It's something that like our generation, and for this purpose, I'm gonna lump you in, lump me in with you guys. Uh our generation, we didn't really get that as much, and especially now, like you know, kids growing up like my kids are never gonna open a computer. But well, uh, you can I think still open you can still open a MacBook yeah, You can just, like look at it, you know. Just like, gonna
1: if you wanna destroy it. Yeah. Uh,
2: um yeah. so I think it's great. I think it's a great way for someone like Phil Sun to learn Learn about how computers work. So it was a, it was a, a heartwarming story to me.
1: Yeah, really awesome story, and and it makes me think of the not just because it's called Phil, uh, but just the like the, the scene in general. It reminds me of a Modern Family. You, you guys watch the TV show? Yep, I gave up on there's it. A, there's yeah. a Phil, like I'm picturing Phil from Modern Family watching <laughs> his son build a hacking tash. Um, it's it's quite a quite amusing to me. Yeah, thank you, Phil, so that- for the follow up.
2: Yeah, so I think it's, I think it's great, and uh, good luck to Phil's son, uh, Jack, with his uh, Hackintosh. Hope it doesn't burn your house down.
0: Did you say um, that he calls it his Jackintosh, which is awesome?
2: Yeah, yeah, so the, the kid's uh, his son's name is Jack, and so he calls it the Jackintosh. It's so cool. Pretty funny. Um, Mike. Yes. Michael. Yes.
1: Mike you know has a Mikeintosh. I, I do. I do have Mike a Mikeintosh.
2: You have a new Mikeintosh. Let's not talk about the new Mike and (laughs) for maybe Uh, another week. Maybe another week. Um, Mike, do you want to tell us about our awesome friends at Linda?
0: I do indeed. It's time to kickstart your new year with a 10-day free trial to Lynda.com. Lynda.com is used by millions of people around the world, and it has over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, business. Maybe you want to learn software training. uh, Maybe you want to learn Excel, Photoshop. They have thousands of courses. They're adding new courses all of the time, and these are courses that are taught by experts, they're adding these new courses every week. These are This is stuff like iOS app development with Swift training, so they've got stuff in there. Um, maybe you want to learn a little bit about developing and distributing Android apps, you know, if that's the type of thing that you're after. They've got that in there. Whether you want to set new financial goals, find a better work-life balance, or improve on your current job skills in 2015, lynda.com has something for you. When you sign up, you'll get unlimited access to every course on lynda.com, and you'll get to view these tutorials on tablets and mobile devices, as well as your desktop because they have great apps for iOS and Android. once you' are browsing around you're going to find some incredible courses. These courses all look great as well, which is a big thing you know they, they're, they're made by they made, they're made by experts but they're made in expert environments as well of all professional gear and equipment Maybe you want to get started in development. They have courses in the foundations of programming to help you get started. Um, Maybe you want to learn, maybe you know Objective-C and you want to know a bit about, and you want to learn Swift. Well, they have courses that compare the two so you can see how you can migrate your current C projects to, to Swift projects. Maybe you want to learn a bit about design as well. They have great courses on Illustrator and Photoshop that are taught by people that actually work at Adobe. Do something good for yourself in twenty fifteen and sign up for a free ten day trial to lynda.com by visiting lynda.com slash connected. I challenge you to learn something new in twenty fifteen. Thank you so much to Linda for their support of this show and for helping out at Relay FM. What do
1: you what do you wanna learn in 2015, Mike?
0: I want to learn how to effectively follow up on podcasts. I also wanna just learn how to not break computers, because I'm mm. really good at that. Uh, you should
1: also learn, like, the proper times when to have lunch, I think.
0: Yes, Federico, I know, I know. I you had lunch stop. at 4 o'clock today.
1: Yeah, of course, and you, and you ate pasta, but at 4 p.m.
0: No, I had a salad today. Oh. But the reason that I record at 4 p.m., uh, the re- sorry, the reason I ate lunch at 4 p.m. is because I recorded you
2: at lunchtime.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
2: Which is very early. I'm always shocked when this, that like, not virtual...
1: Two two thirty is not lunchtime for you, Mike. Well, normal, normal people normal people eat at one p.m. Well,
0: I was watching That's... the Nintendo Direct
1: mm. before that. I'm skeptical. Mike. Okay, I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Salad Gate. <laughs> 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 uh, so, Fu number four. Fu uh, number four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not number one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alan wrote in to talk about the. That rumored twelve-inch MacBook Air, and um, his email basically boiled down to um, his thoughts on, like, if this machine is real, then Apple's going to use it as a springboard um, to launch more and higher-quality cloud services, like to support the hardware. So, the, like, someone was talking about, uh, you know, there's no like place to put a USB key in here if you're charging or if you're using your keyboard and. And we were talking about, hey, well, maybe, like, iCloud can supersede the need for USB jump drives, which is ridiculous. Um, and, like, that's great, but I have a couple problems with it. Um, uh, like, yes, things like media or you know, more in the cloud. You know, we've talked about, obviously, about photo management. But even, like, with Mike and I, with us running Relay, like, it's all in Google Drive or Evernote. Like... There's not a single Word document about Relay that's like sitting on my desktop. It's all in the cloud. Um, But that said, a lot of cloud stuff still has local copies. Like um, photos.app, when it shows up for the Mac, will have the ability to download all or some subset of your photos. Uh, Locally, You know, iTunes in the cloud. I need to match again. This is about things that are available in the cloud, but I could pull down to my local disk because I don't always have internet access. And I don't think 2015 is going to be the year where Apple, like, blows that out of the water. Um, iCloud is more or less what it has been since launch. And, yes, I do think it's time for them to, uh, you know, address some things there. But I, I don't think that we're moving in. I don't think this machine is us is moving us into the world of everything being in the cloud. Um, you know, it's still OS ten. It's not something like like Chrome OS. And um, that's what you I think. think <laughs> yeah, yeah, if it runs Chrome OS, I will eat this microphone. Safari OS. Uh, oh, it would just crash randomly and be
1: transparent for no reason. It would have all all things centered in the middle, uh, like the bookmarks bar. That yeah, Stephen loves God. I, mm, I really dislike Safari <laughs> and
2: Yosemite. I just hate Chrome more. Um, what's to hate about Chrome? Lots of things. Mostly it, that it destroys your battery life. The company? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you say the company? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: I what's was, hate about I Chrome? I was, uh, was kidding. <laughs> I was kidding, Mike. Mike, don't don't hate me, Mike. Please. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Undo will, that Google tattoo.
1: Um. I, I I will eat lunch at four p.m. with you, Mike. Don't, <laughs> don't hate me.
2: So, so like sentences like media is in the cloud aside, I still think that cloud focused computing still has two big problems. Uh, one, I think that it has significant issues for a lot of people with bandwidth. I mean, even the three of us, like just doing Skype, we run into bandwidth issues, albeit mostly on y'all's end, but sometimes on my end. Like very often, like how many? Like I'm sure at least one of us is using LTE right now because your bandwidth is not sufficient enough that's ridiculous and to have like all of my media and everything on the cloud because i don't have a usb port anymore but my bandwidth isn't very good like i i you know apple likes to push the bar forward with their hardware but that's really far that's a big ask of people um so i i don't think that that alan's dream of 2015 being the year of iCloud you know really becoming robust is not I just don't see that happening. Um, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for iCloud to get better, but it's it's a slow process. And while this machine might be a vision of the future from Cupertino, very often, like we talked about, that future it comes too soon and with too many compromises in the real world. So I don't know. Well, what do you guys think?
1: say? I have to say that I'm using. I told you guys I'm using iCloud Photo Library, uh, and it's fine. It works. Like every time, I'm I'm surprised when I get home and like I I pick up my iPad and I find all the photos and screenshots that I took on my phone uh, already there. Um, also, because this year I think I have decent Wi-Fi at home, but that's a different discussion. Um, like it works. Like it puts all my photos on on my iPhone, my iPad. It's the same set of screenshots. I didn't I didn't get major problems. And now I know I will I will get all the replies on in the chat room and on Twitter of people showing me strange errors. Um, I get that. I know that it's problematic. Um, it's just for my you know example, it, iCloud uh, photos have been working fine. Now I don't trust iCloud with, with my files or my work mail, or I use iCloud for calendars, which is also fine. I used to be an iCloud reminders uh, user uh, until a few months ago. Um, I don't use other new parts of iCloud like iCloud, iCloud Drive, um, but for my experience, iCloud has been you know has been getting better, and in general, I think. Um, the web services of Apple have been getting better. Uh, John Gruber yesterday had a, had a post about uh, Siri getting better and faster. And that's also been my experience for uh, the Italian Siri. Uh, at least the responses, uh, they they come in much faster than before. And now I don't know um, if it's uh, like, are we ready for uh, an iCloud OS or a Safari OS? I don't think we are. I still don't get the... Like the idea of Chromebooks, or like uh, using a computer that doesn't have local stuff, it doesn't make much sense to me. Especially because when, like, when you say uh, when you when you don't have a, when you don't have an internet connection, it's going to be a problem. Uh, so I think Chromebooks can work like in the Silicon Valley and other other parts of the world where where they can enjoy a reliable and fast internet connection. Um,
0: You're gonna get follow up about this, so I'll just tell you. Uh... Chrome Chrome OS can store
1: uh, information locally now. Oh, it can. Yeah. So they, they changed it. What kind of information can you store?
0: It depends what type of thing. So, see, it's up to the web app. So, like for example, Google Docs, you can like you can write in Google Docs and stuff. Like, um, you can do all of that locally. So you you don't have to be connected to the internet to to use Google Docs. I mean it depends on what the apps can use, but there are frameworks to do it. Like there is a local storage and the Chromebooks now actually come with some hard drive space to do that kind of thing.
1: So can you use a Chromebook to like download photos and put them on a USB drive?
0: Less I'm gonna say yeah.
1: hmm
0: I'm
2: just gonna say uh, yeah. Just you know. gonna say yeah. Just say just say yes. I don't know, um, I can
1: I can picture I can picture my parents using a Chromebook. Um but maybe it's just me. I'm just, just uh, and not necessarily because of my dislike for some things that Google does. It's just that the idea sounds strange to me. Um, I don't know. And iCloud seems to be getting better now. I know that every year is the year of iCloud getting better. It's like Linux on the desktop.
2: Uh, <laughs> wow. I don't. I don't think it's like that. Um, my my thing, like as you were talking about, yeah. Like I'll put my photos in in iCloud, but not my documents. Like, um for me at least like my photos are the most precious files I have. And so I trust them to Dropbox, but also trust them to my, um, ever like increasingly complicated backup strategy. Um, and, and even like just just earlier like I think last week I wrote this thing about iTunes match which I've used successfully for a long time and it totally bit the dust for me and had to go in and like reset it and you know it's as annoying as it was to have metadata mixed up on music all of a sudden uh, and that propagate across all my devices because iTunes match was just syncing things away um, that's really problematic if that were to happen in iCloud photos so I don't trust Apple or their iCloud service to handle my photos yet because they can't handle basic things. Like photo management is, to to me at least, one of the most personal things my my computers do. And I don't – like Apple has not proven to me that iCloud can be reliable to deal with simple things like Word documents that three people edit on a weekly basis, let alone – thousands of photos.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's fair to compare music management to photo management. I,
2: I think it's exactly the same thing. It's keeping data in sync between the cloud and local computers, well, and they can't are, do it. <laughs> those
1: are different things. I'm telling but you that it works.
2: <laughs> uh, it, and it might work only because there's 15 people using it, and it's, not, it's yeah. only on the browser and iOS. Like, when the Mac app shows up, wh- like that is going to make it increasingly more complicated. And... I think, just I just don't trust them yet.
0: I think there is a difference between iTunes Match and yeah iCloud though, because like iTunes Match isn't actually taking your music and storing it for a yes lot, they are lot, yes lot, they not are not completely no because a lot of it's coming from the store like you're not yeah, actually anything, uploading yeah. your music. I mean I know there is an element of that, but the majority yeah. of your music is going to be delivered to you via the store. It's like a, it feels like a different mechanism, or at but least it, it would be stored in a different place.
2: But like I mean, but it's still like the same people the same company built iTunes Match that is building photos in the cloud. Like, it's the yeah, same. but I bet it's different. It might not, yes, different, yes. Technically different it's not the same, but, it's, but it's the same poor management of it. Like, it shouldn't matter what the infrastructure is if Apple knew what they were doing in the cloud space. And clearly, they're, they're behind. Um, and you know what? Like, my iTunes Match problem, to be fair to iTunes Match, started with a local problem, and it synced, like it propagated that problem across my devices. And My big complaint in my article was <laughs> you put a that, virus into iTunes Match. <laughs> yeah,
1: my, That's your fault, uh, Stephen. Come on. You're 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 saying yeah. that iCloud is bad. I, God knows what kind of file you're putting into iTunes though, Match. My complaint, though,
2: my complaint though, is that and this is not going to be any different. It's not any different now in the Photos beta of like there is no place for me to go in my iCloud account and hit a reset button. There's no way to like see actually what's happening or what is going on because it's all behind the curtain like for me to reset my iTunes match library I had to create a new local iTunes library and sync it up with iTunes match and basically force override what iCloud had like and nowhere does Apple tell you how to do that I thought about it in the shower I was like oh I'll just make a new iTunes library and resync it like normal people are not going to do that when their photos get blown up like it's, it's, it's
1: it's not that much different from Dropbox there's no reset feature on Dropbox. It's but Dropbox, files. your
2: files are stored locally in Finder, and so you can back them up. Currently, according to our conversation last week, your photos on iCloud do not exist on your local computer. They're yeah. just on, on on the web. That just seems scary to me. So We can move on. Let's get back to the 12-inch map Air. Can we, can we do that? Let's do that. Um, so the, you decided
1: just to, just to move on to the...
2: I did. I'm the... deciding just to move on. Uh, it okay. seems like this machine is happening really... Quickly, like there's rumors that it's already ramping up production. I did not expect it to be <laughs> this fast. Uh, I mean, this seems like it's soon, right? It'd be crazy.
1: Well, well, if you believe the rumors,
2: yeah. Oh yeah, I mean the whole this whole conversation is predicated on a machine that doesn't actually exist yet. But
1: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like and I feel like many people are, you know, sharing this theories on on this computer. No, it's going to be the future of the Mac. No, it's going to be the end of the Mac, as we know. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. And nobody actually knows what's going to happen. And people are theorizing and writing articles on pricing and and stuff. They don't know anything about this thing, which is kind of dumb to me, uh, just to spend this much time on something that maybe in two months is going to be wrong or completely different. Like, it doesn't, doesn't seem worth it, except maybe if your business model is, is based on page views and that kind of stuff, then it kind of makes sense. I just think it's boring to to say, yeah, it is going to be this price point, or it's going to be this other kind of price point, and you actually don't know. Like, there's speculation and speculation. Like, you can say with a reasonable amount of doubt that the iPhone 6 was going to be a bigger phone. But this kind of computer, uh, which is according to the rumor like completely different just how long can you speculate you know i i don't know
0: until it comes out which could be like in four years time you know
1: (laughs) you don't know just seems to me that everybody's saying a different thing and 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 like who am i to 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 like who i don't know who's to be trusted here what what i gotta believe i don't know
2: I mean I think I think part of this is that it's fun to talk about the future of the Mac. And I, I think your page view comment is harsh. That's very few people actually work on that business model, at least in our circle. But um very
1: few I, people? I can are name you sure? Some. In tech not, blocks? <laughs> in tech blocks, very in few pe-
2: people. Tech blocks that I care about, very few. Um but what I think it's I think it's interesting, I think it is a conversation point because it is so different from where we are uh where we are today, because it's I mean, like, clearly, like we talked about, like, one USB port and a headphone jack is crazy pants. And so that's interesting to think about what that could be. I mean, we did it last week on the show. Um, But I think what's what's interesting is that, uh, like, if this were to be, you know, on sale in quarter one, we're going to have the watch in quarter one. Like, this is not shaping up to be, you know, like, what's been like the last two or three years, there's been nothing from Apple until the summer. And it's like... They have WWDC and two fall events, and that's it. I mean, you go back on this show even two years, and it's like we have nothing to talk about in the spring. So, I for one am excited that Apple's spreading things out a little bit, uh, at least like announcement-wise, to to bring some stuff out in the spring. Seems like a, um, a a good move, you know. I don't. I think iPhones and iPads will always be for, new for the holiday, but to see some other stuff get spread out across the calendar is uh, a, a little bit better, I think, than dropping it all at once.
0: Can I go back to the Chromebook for a moment? Sure. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you told me for a reason that I don't understand that you wanted to buy a Chromebook. So people have this like notion of me that I'm the one that buys things. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> it's true. I I bought something that I can't share with you guys yet. It's going to be a surprise. So but, uh, I do have a Chromebook sitting on my desk. <laughs> this is where this is going. Um, That's fine. So,
0: I said. So he was. You were like, "I'll oh, buy it." Uh, he was like, "I want to buy it." I was like, "Well, only buy it if you're going to do something with it." So the my my uh, challenge to you
2: was that buy it, but use it for a week only that device. Yeah. So that is impossible. Um, no, but the not. my plan is, and I, it's been it got here like a week ago, and I haven't done anything with it. The plan is to do like all relay business on it. Um, like I can't like make an experiment out of my day job, but I can in this job. So, um, we're going to, I'm going to get it set up and we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting to use Chrome OS for a week. Federico was disappointed in me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of am.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, we should move to something happier. Do we want to do something happier than? Yeah. Follow up five. It really should have been the last follow up, but it's not. It's the next to the last follow up is quite possibly, I don't know about you guys, but the most exciting follow-up we've gotten in a long time. This includes, like, the app that uh, was built out of a joke on the podcast. But we have our own comic strip. We're in a comic strip, guys. We've made it.
0: I was very, very happy to see this exist. Like, this there's just just so much fun in this. So the comic strip uh, is basically... It seems to be part one, uh, where effectively the three of us are drawn together to um, become a mega Apple machine.
2: Through Skype, is that is that where the magic happens? I feel like it is. Yeah, we're getting sucked like into our computers.
1: Yeah, yeah. I... It's not possible. Skype doesn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can you do magic? If it
0: did work, if it did work, then this is what it would do.
1: I, I like how Steven is on his bed, um, probably because he's resting. Yeah,
2: uh, I and know. I have, like, a flower on my shelf. Like, you see that, like, in nursing homes? My well, favorite that's, one the, <laughs> that's it, you're really old. Yeah, it is. Um, but Federico is in the bathroom, <laughs> and he
1: yeah. has a
2: shower iPad.
1: <laughs> What's? I didn't understand. What's this shower iPad? It, is it, like, an iPad that I keep in the shower? Exactly,
0: because you have yeah. so many iPads.
1: No, I I have one.
0: No, but that's the idea, right? You're so iOS that you have have the iPad in the shower. You know, it's like the day iPad and the night iPad.
1: But it seems really impractical to me to keep an an iPad at the bottom of the shower. Like I would at least create some sort of shelving space to to, to, to use the iPad while I'm standing. You can
2: store it there. Uh, So this was uh, created
0: by Steve B., who is now the world's greatest friend of the show um my favorite part of this of this whole comic is uh when it's like the three of us like transforming and it's like with steven's max skills with federico's ios skills and mike <laughs> i read that and i just i just just started screaming with laughter oh because you had no skills i have no
1: skills that's harsh. <laughs> oh, you're just, my, being Mike is your skill.
0: Yeah, right. it's it's difficult to be me and to keep this up, but I think yeah. that, that I do it, do it pretty well.
2: I have to say, something about the Mike character really looks just like you. He did a like, really, really good job. Out of Mike. the three of us, you look most like your character.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. it's because I have a very, like, I, I have a I have a simple face to draw in a cartoon, I think. You should put glasses on yeah, a beard. I, I, you know? I
1: think you have a simple face in general.
2: I don't know how to take that. <laughs> sweet i have an italian accent I just, every time i read this i find something else hilarious about it oh man um so that's in the show notes mike
1: yeah i love how you're on a bat steven with a film.
2: Oh, come on i think it's
0: because like you used to record from a bedroom and i think uh, and you used to record from your daughter's bedroom though so like you know a it's deep cut
1: why does Mike have a have a fancy desk like an office manager? And me and Steven were in a bathroom and Steven is on a bed.
0: Because I, I do have a fancy desk like an office manager. I have a glass desk here, boy. You know, this is this is this what's, is big business it? here we got running.
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. Um Mike, where are the show notes this week? Same place they are every week. No? Different no, this week.
0: It's, it's relay.fm/slash <laughs> connected/slash twenty two. Last week was twenty one, and the week before that was twenty, and next week will be twenty three.
2: Wow, our CMS is so logical. Well, um. So yeah. So check out the next comic book.
0: In the end, now the final, we can come to the end. We can close the the book on the burst photo to gif. Uh, it only t- it only took forty minutes, but. Yeah. No, I mean, like, we can close the the book on this long-running piece of follow-up, that I have wanted something like this. Now, this is an app that Federico first told me about. Um, It's called Burstio, but I couldn't download it, because when I was trying to download it, it was when Apple screwed something else up a couple of weeks ago, where they changed the App Store pricing in the EU. uh, And for 24 hours, nobody could download anything on the App Store. Like it didn't it didn't get a lot of coverage because it wasn't in America um so it was just an EU problem but anybody all EU developers were really upset uh as they should be because they they changed the prices they got all the prices wrong uh and apps were like four, in some cases 40% more expensive than they should have been that's what they were showing on the store but nobody could buy them anyway so i i tried to get it and it didn't work but then we had a uh, listener alex uh wrote in um, to remind me about this, the other day, um, they sent for a tweet to tell me, "Oh, have you found out about this?" And the app is
1: called Burstio. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you tried the app, Mike?
0: Yeah, I have, and and it, it works perfectly fine. Yeah, I took a, It does what you what you wanted. Yeah, it takes burst photos and turns them into yeah. a GIF or a movie.
1: Yeah, I I tried the app yesterday when I when I brewed some coffee. Um, I took a burst. Uh, photo, uh, what is called a photo session, whatever, um, and I I used the app to generate a GIF. The only thing I didn't like is that, like, it was surprisingly difficult to um, to save a GIF locally to my to my photo library because I could share I could share the the GIF from from the app uh, with the official tweet sheet, uh, but I wasn't sure that the tweet sheet would pick up the GIF as a as a GIF file. Um, so there was no save image um, option in the in the share sheet of the app. So I needed to 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 email the gif to myself and to save it back from the Apple Mail app just to make sure because I wanted to to I wanted to use the Twitter app to make sure that that I would actually share an animated gif. Um, but this is probably a case of me overthinking stuff. No,
2: no, I mean iOS doesn't do a very good job with gifs. Like I always find that it does. Like the right thing, but in the wrong way. Like you can copy a GIF, but under certain circumstances, it doesn't copy it. It just copies the first frame. Yeah, you can save them to the was... camera roll, but it's weird. Like it. It. Yeah. Overall support seems a little janky for GIFs in iOS.
1: Yeah, that that was what, uh, my problem. It was just saving the first frame, and I, I was really upset. Yeah, um, I I even I even uh, created a workflow on the spot, but but it didn't work. So. I was really, really unhappy.
0: Yeah, I think I, I didn't come across that because I just try. I just sent it as a message. I didn't even think to try and save it to the to the camera roll. Um, but yeah, the, you send
1: gifts as uh, private messages to people, like
0: iMessages, you know.
1: hmm mm. Yeah. What kind of gifts? Uh, Tell us. Private gifts. Private gifts, you know, you know, you mm. understand
0: private gifts, right? Just it's just private. <laughs> I know? do.
1: I understand. Yeah. The sure.
2: President of special <laughs> gifts. <laughs>
0: This week's episode of Connected is oh, I'm bailing out is also brought to you by our <laughs> friends over at Igloo. They are the internet you will actually like. Igloo's internet works on any device, any mobile device, any it's going to work on your tablet, it's going to work on your iPad, whether you have a small iPad or a big iPad, no matter what kind of iPad you have. This is because igloo's internet platform their entire platform is built with responsive design and web standards in mind so you can do anything from reading a document to sharing a photo of your lunch to administrative tasks like managing your settings igloo's document preview engine as well is also fully html5 compatible so if your teammate uploads an excel file or a javascript file or a word file you can read it on your device without ever having to download the content or use a native app to do so it not only saves you storage but it also makes Make sure that everyone on your team is working on and viewing the same version of a document. You know, not, you're not going to get like Bob and he downloads it and then he does his thing and then Mary's doing her thing. Like Everybody's looking at the same document because it's all right there. It's all in the preview engine, the document preview engine. It's really cool stuff. Even Igloo's new task management system has been designed in with speed and ease in mind for use on your phone. You can quickly create a task in just a few taps and manage your task list from wherever you are, whether you're in the office, whether you're in, on the road, whether you're on a train, whether you're in Italy, it doesn't matter where you are because you're going to be able to get to igloo's great platform from your devices Igloo's platform is totally customizable. When you design your Igloo to look like your company's brand, it uses all the colors that you want, it uses the logo that you want. This design carries right over to any device. So you make a change in a desktop, it shows up on the mobile, shows up on the iPad instantly. This is a fast and fantastic way to create, share, and manage your work from wherever you choose to work. If you've ever used any type of intranet product like SharePoint, you're going to know just how awesome Igloo's platform is because it just blows all of them out of the water with functionality like this igloo is free to use of up to 10 people and you can sign up right now at igloosoftware.com slash connected thank you so much to igloo for supporting this show and all of relay fm
2: topic zero yeah topic zero um so it breaking today so by the time you hear this this could all be outdated i guess (laughs) good way to sell the topic right um (laughs) Reuters is reporting that Samsung wants to buy BlackBerry. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of uh, show notes and you know links in the show notes and, and whatnot, as you might expect. And and I don't really – I at least don't really care about the details of the transaction. Um, in fact, there's some people tweeting like right now that BlackBerry says it's not true, but they can't comment in, kind of in the same breath. Um, but uh, I think it's interesting to think about why someone – would want to buy BlackBerry. Again, if this is true and people are saying in the chat room that it's not, but say that it's true, like what does BlackBerry have to offer?
0: <laughs> Let's turn this into from a news story into a hypothetical conversation.
2: It, it happened as I was saying it. It's, um, it's
0: very simple.
2: Like, I,
0: I don't think this is crazy. I think that buying BlackBerry is a genius move because BlackBerry is already installed into so many large businesses. It's purely a case of you buy BlackBerry, you get the enterprise, job done. Like if if that's a play you want to make, BlackBerry is a great buy.
1: People are really still using BlackBerry in enterprise. Of course they are, is, man. Like because I, I thought that was like a like a myth, like a, no, like a, no, like a story.
0: Massive companies, huge companies, financial companies, law firms, everyone's using BlackBerry because are they
1: happy with
0: BlackBerry? Of course they are, because that's what they know, you know. But they've they've had it for so long, and it's so entrenched in the business. For as long as BlackBerry is around, they will continue to be used. You know, we sp- you know. I've that's really sad, I, I think. Uh, it, yeah. like they're
1: using it because they have
0: to. Yeah, it's yeah, but that's but sad. Federico. I'm afraid in corporate culture that's how everything is. You use it because it's what you're told to use,
1: like Windows. Wow, that that, that that's why I don't work for other people. Um, yeah, makes sense. I, I guess for that reason.
0: So Samsung if you haven't decided to buy blackberry you should buy blackberry that's my advice and
1: then what what are they going to do with the, once they have blackberry in the enterprise do they do they make samsung phones running blackberry os
0: maybe i
1: don't know maybe like i get it that it's that it can be a good thing but uh, what what's after the acquisition well
0: samsung has tried to already make an enterprise play with their product that's called Knox uh, which is like a, a suite of services and solutions and security stuff um, and I don't really think it's taken off, but I, I'm sure that it's clearly it's a, it's a it's a place that they have their eye on, but they haven't been able to crack in because BlackBerry's already there, so they should buy them. I think that's what that's that's what I'm going to say.
1: That's the first time that I hear of this name Knox Samsung's Knox. Yeah, it's K N O X. Uh huh. Like the 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 app from the One Password guys. Well, they have an app called Knox for Mac.
0: No, I actually think that that's an integration with Samsung.
1: No, no, I, I don't. I don't think it is. Really?
2: No, it's okay. not. mean, it predates the Samsung stuff by a long well, time. Well, I can't help you with that then. I'm afraid. Uh, so, I, I mean, <laughs> did you use the
1: BlackBerry, Mike, hmm? in the in the in your previous job? Did you use a BlackBerry? Of course, I did. Really? Yeah. So they still exist, like for real. You're
0: trolling me like, so hard, but it's no, it no, no. I swear I'm not. Swear this is I'm the thing. Like, like I, I know that Federico, that you, you've never had to have a corporate job, so you don't know the horrors. But yeah, I did, and everyone does. This is what I'm saying. BlackBerry is still a huge deal. Like we just don't pay any attention to it because it's not. Do- they're don't, not doing I anything don't exciting. Think I'm-
1: don't think I've ever seen a real Blackberry in my like in my entire life like somebody using a Blackberry. Even
0: when you were a teenager.
1: Like because no, when I was a never. teenager they were everybody had Blackberry because no, it was BBM. No. We had Nokia phones. Yeah, I and guess that. And then the
0: iPhone. Yeah, this is before iPhone though. I mean it was Nokia and Blackberry that's what everybody had here. You either had one or the other and, and most a lot of teenagers had Blackberries because of Blackberry Messenger.
1: I as well, i'm not trolling mike i'm just struggling to understand because i read of of all the, of this golden age of blackberry and bbm and that kind of stuff and i in my personal experience here i never had friends uh, talking about this magic called bbm or blackberries it was like i saw them in the movies and that that was it
0: yeah cuz i mean blackberry's consumer days are like over But their their enterprise days are far from. I think. I mean, there is the the idea of like uh, the bring your own device stuff, which we've spoken about before. But it's in big companies, these big organizations, it takes a lot to to push that wheel around. So BlackBerry's BlackBerry is going to be around for a while. Like BlackBerry has to fail as a company. Like they have to like just crumble. And once that happens and then, then hands are forced until that point, like as long as they continue to live, then a lot of companies will continue to use them for a long time. I understand, Mike, thank you. I know it's I agree with you, like we don't see it, right, because nobody talks about no, it no, never,
1: yeah, um yeah, most of the time people are joking about it, yeah, exactly, um,
0: so it's it's easy to think that they don't kind of exist. Like it's like Microsoft, right? You know, like people have always said, like Microsoft is irrelevant, Microsoft's failing, but they still make a no, no. gajillion
1: dollars. Yeah, you know? that one I, I get because I because I know people who use Office and, you know, all the other, like the Xbox and other Microsoft stuff. Just BlackBerry, I, I struggled. And probably also because I never had any sort of contact with uh, enterprise uh, kind of work. Um, so it's really difficult for me because it's really not me you know mm-hmm. like the opposite of me so
0: you are like the opposite of BlackBerry. <laughs> i
1: yeah. am um, um, i think i should be happy about that um, <laughs> but yeah
0: let's talk about some less real news or like <laughs> there's just no real news today uh the uh, an apple watch app so this has come out in in 8.2 um there was originally like there was you could see that there was in the settings there was like a hooks into an apple watch app in the 8.2 beta um again 9 to 5 grabbed this and then they also grabbed with the help of Steve Trouton Smith uh screens of what the actual functionality of the app would be um have you guys seen this yeah yep so basically everything in here is kind of what you'd expect um you've you've got the functionality to create your own layout f- so you can you can on the phone uh organize the layout of how your watch apps will be presented in that crazy grid that they've got which probably would be way easier to do on the phone than to try and do it on the watch um, I'm yeah. just gonna say uh you've got like different functions. So how you want to choose to have your time displayed, how you want to see push notifications that you can give you a little red badge that can appear on the watch face. Apparently there's support for a monogram, which is quite nice. So you can have a little stamp yeah. of up to one to four letters on the on the watch face. Um, you can choose um, how, if you want to have voiceover enabled for some apps and there's some accessibility options and a passcode, which I can't fully understand. Uh, I assume that it's like to see any information, right? I can't imagine like you see the time and it's like before you can see the time into this six-digit passcode. Yeah,
2: I bet it's after the time or yeah. like, you know, past, under the time, I guess under the time because it's very confusing. I don't know what dimension the watch is in.
0: You need to see one
2: of those Johnny Ive exploded layouts of all
0: of the UI exactly. elements. Like aware exactly, I'm already, um,
1: I'm already imagining Casey using emoji as a monogram on the Apple Watch lock screen.
0: Yeah, yeah he's, he totally would do that. Casey's is Casey's going gonna to go, go crazy gonna... with those like um those animated, animated emoji. emoji. <laughs> it's going to be like a whole different world for him.
2: Yeah, they're super creepy looking, right? Uh, like yeah, the hands. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. I we watched some of that stuff? And it's like that. What? Why is it? A ha- why is a hand moving around? I I um. don't.
0: I kind of don't like that you have to poke the guy in the face
2: to to create the. the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the <laughs> it gestures. reminds me of the uh, in Mario sixty four. You know, like the floating Mario head, and you could grab his yes. nose and drag oh it. Oh my god! Yes. Oh
1: my god, Stephen! Yeah, awesome right. reference, man. Video
2: game reference. Wow! Wow! Kind of Stamp that. <laughs> um, uh, the chat room points out that, that it's a pin number for Apple pay as well so um uh, so yeah, that, that. so I, I mean really I think what's interesting here even though it's not necessarily like shocking is that there's going to be a helper app on the on the watch where you manage a bunch of this stuff and again that's like the pebble it has that where you can load in watch faces and apps and you can do various things um, but Mike we we send a question to you earlier this week of what does like, how does Android wear work? Does it have a standalone app? Is this pretty common with smartwatches or is this something that just Apple and Pebble are doing? So, uh, I have unearthed my LG G watch
0: from, uh, the depths of the gadget drawer, um, and, and charged it up this week. So I could bring you this, this, uh, late breaking news. (laughs) I do have a couple of very quick sidebars before I, I talk about the companion app. Um, Android is very pretty now. Um like the L stuff is very attractive to look at. I like it a lot. Um I want to play around a little bit more with it because it is a very attractive operating system, I think. It, it it's to my tastes anyway. Um I like a lot of the animations that it has, it all works very smoothly and it looks very nice. And um I, I just think that Android right now is looking it's looking looking pretty good. Um there's also now a lot more uh apps. Uh, for the Android Wear in the store than there were the last time that I checked, as well as customizable watch faces now.
1: Like for example,
0: there is a Pac-Man watch face, Federico. That you can have.
1: Pac-Man is it a, is it an official one or made by some guys? Official Namco. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. There's loads. There's loads of different ones. There are a lot of. Did you did you download it?
0: I haven't yet. Mike. I haven't, but I I will actually. A lot of the uh, watch faces and stuff are made for the circular. I mean, they work on the square, but like all the promotional images are for the circular watches because the circular watches look better than the square watches.
1: So, can I ask you a question real quickly, Mike? Yeah, man. Can you? This is gonna sound stupid because I I cannot remember. Can you use an Android Wear device with an iPhone? No, you can't. No. Okay.
0: I can see why you'd ask that question cuz like Pebble, but no, Android Wear yeah. only works with with Android devices. Okay. Okay. Um so, let let me talk about the companion app. So, you download the app from the App Store, uh well, from the Google Play Store, uh and it that is the app that allows you to connect the watch to your phone. Um, And then it kind of, it pulls in some information. So it knows that I have an LGG watch and it shows me a little promotional banner for some reason that I don't understand, but that's there. Um, So this is where uh, the, I guess, kind of... The customization and the beauty of Android can can be of a benefit. So for example, on the main screen, you have a couple of things. You have watch faces, which I explained. You can choose from the watch faces that are pre-installed on the device. You can also change them on the device, but you can you can choose them in on the companion app or you can download more. But then you have a heading called voice actions and then a list of, of different things. So you've got agenda, navigate, play music, set a timer. And these are all of the voice commands that you can give to the Android Wear device. But what you can then do is for example you can select uh a jet, like play music and then it will say what do you want to happen when you say play music? Do you want to open iTunes, uh, sorry, <laughs> Spotify? Do you want to open Google Play? Do you want to open audio? Like so you can choose from the from the apps that you have installed. So when you say that stuff what will it allow you to do? Right, which is a very Android uh feeling. Like even things like navigate which would be to open Google Maps. You can choose if you want to open Google Maps or another map app. So you can go in and like, even things like start Stopwatch, do you want to open the official Stopwatch app or do you want to download use a downloaded Stopwatch app? So that's quite cool because you can go in and you can kind of customize the those voice actions to be your own. Uh, I would expect there might be, if if I get any of that with the Apple Watch, I would be surprised. You know, if I say like, open the calendar, they're just gonna open the calendar, right? I'm not gonna be able to open Fantastic with that. I'd be very surprised if I was able to. Um You can also get some granular notification stuff. So you're able to go in and you can go into the settings and block app notifications. So you can go in here and select which apps do you not want to notify you. Now, so you press the plus button and it brings up all of the applications that you have and you can choose it. However, in this list. I have things like Android Work Assistant. Uh, I have Captive Portal Logon, Certificate Installer, Config Updater. Like, these are options. Like, this is the problem with Android. Like, what does this mean and why am I seeing it? Like, I shouldn't be able to block the Config Updater. And if I should, don't call it that. Like, give it a...
1: a Config update. I assume
0: it's updating the config? Mm. I don't know.
1: <laughs> wow, thank you. <laughs> like,
0: it's just like... It's uh, uh, no, not what you want. Also, yeah. if everybody, I do Everybody knows you got to update the config, man. Just in case as well, the Google Hindi input keyboard might notify me of something, I can also block that from doing that too.
2: That's good. I really like basic daydreams as an option that basic, you listed.
0: Yeah, basic daydreams. I can block basic daydreams. Uh, That'd probably occurring. be
2: good. That'd be good for me in real life. <laughs> Nope, not allowed. It's
0: just like seriously, Google, you're just so close. You're just... But so far. Uh, and they also have a watch battery screen as well, so you can see what what is taking the battery. Like you know, you get like the usage stuff um on, on Android phones yeah. and on But that's the gonna
2: be fundamentally different on the watch because the watch is not really running very much. Exactly. So you get the you get to see not, what is not that Apple would expose that, but it's not like if your watch wears down by three PM you can't go in there and say say You know that it's this thing or that thing. I I guess you can do that on iOS eight now, but it's not super helpful. Like it is like Androids is pretty great. Yeah, has graphs and and all that sort of stuff. Yes, and it also can give
0: you a breakdown of what is stored on your watch as well. So on the the internal memory of the watch, what is there as well. Um, so you can you can also do things like I mean the Android Wear platform and some other stuff. So you can have it so if you're close to your phone that you don't need to use your um. Unlock code, if you want to, you can set that up. Uh, and you can also have it, so if they're close to each other, and this uses Bluetooth, of course, to not even show any notifications on the phone at all. Only show them on the watch. So
1: there you go. So that's some stuff. Can I ask you a serious question without trolling? Yes. I'm, I'm serious. Please ask okay. me. Okay. Would you consider switching to Android?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I did it before. I would, and I'll do it again. No, I, it's just the apps, like so. Some of the apps that I have on my iPhone prevent me from switching to Android, because there are things about Android that I genuinely like and have liked, and and when I use it, and it's just like you know, if you want to get this thing to this app, right? So you're in the Photos app, and you want to post it to another app. It's it's so much easier to do than it is still on the iPhone. Because mm-hmm. all of these apps just talk to each other. I don't know how it's done, but they all just seem to be able to do that. Um so that you know, there are a lot there are a lot of things that I do really like about it. Uh, but they there are like, you know, apps like Omnifocus. Because even the Twitter app is not so much of a problem anymore. There's an app that I always loved called Falcon Pro and they've just Oh, come out. I
1: I saw the the Falcon three. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. fantastic
0: it's yeah Falcon it Pro nice. is a great app anyway but Falcon Pro 3 looks just superb yeah yeah I saw the video it looked really nice so I'm going to uh, I'm gonna put some images in the show notes to kind of show you some I took some screenshots so if you want to see active daydream uh, you can see that for yourself as well um so they're all there for you to peruse if you would like to do you have Thank any you other Mike. questions guys?
2: I was gonna say I agree with you that Android is pretty like i they've come a long way in the design front, and I like you when sometimes I think about using Android for a while it's the apps that trip me up and it's it's not that apps on Android haven't gotten good a lot of them have there's a lot of really great apps on Android these days, but it's just the ones that I want to use have a tendency to be iOS and Mac only so you know things like Omnifocus or overcast or you know things like that like yes there are alternatives and many times the alternatives are really good on android but i, just, I like where where i am and don't want to move everything out of OmniFocus to do us just to use android for six weeks yep
1: i get it yep yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna switch to android guys man <laughs> I breaking am.
0: news i do i do since that episode where you said about if editorial moved like i've i've more than once considered like how much money would I have to pay Ole, you know to get yeah. him to move it you know just, just to see what you would actually
1: do wow you, would you really do that
0: no because it would be more money than I'd be prepared to spend although now I think in hindsight that I should have just uh, got him to play a prank on you I should have done that wow. instead
1: you know wow well, wh- why do you, why do you want to do this to me i just feel like you know i need to why do you take satisfaction into seeing me suffer
0: i just wanted to t- i just want to check you know i just want to see i want to see to what uh to what ends you will go for your for the app that you love so much. no
1: you have no idea <laughs> i mean i gotta pay my rent mike
0: yeah i'm gonna, so. I'm gonna find out how much it will cost
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that how development works <laughs> yeah How how much will it cost
1: Yeah, that's my understanding. Just go to the guy and say, "Yeah, I I want to buy your app. I'm a I'm a I'm a VC. I want to acquire your your app."
0: That's all it takes. You can make
1: it the you can make it the official Relay FM taxator.
2: I would love a Relay FM for show
1: notes. Uh, uh, Just workflows for show notes. That
2: would be done. Done.
1: (laughs) So, guys, um, do I do I have time for um, a mini topic? micro topic.
0: You most definitely do. Just after I thank our friends over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter the offer code WORLD at checkout. Squarespace has fantastic, clean, beautiful designs that allow you to craft a home for yourself online. And this has totally been redesigned and refined to Squarespace 7. Squarespace do everything that you need to allow you to build a powerful website whilst taking away all the stuff that you don't want to have to deal with. Squarespace 7 features more stunning templates than before. There are 15 new ones in total. They all feature responsive web design built right in, so they're going to look fantastic on all your devices. I've partnered with Getty Images now as well to provide you with a great deal on awesome photography at just $10 an image. And these new features, along with many others, like their totally redefined and and rethought way of building their pages, their WYSIWYG uh, page building system has come on leaps and bounds. It's even better than ever. All of this is built on top of Squarespace's core great platform that they've had for years, like their 24-7 support, which they do through live chat and email. They have teams located in New York, Dublin, and London who are there. help you with that stuff. They have Squarespace Commerce, which is their store platform. It allows anybody to add a store to their Squarespace site. It's what we use for our Relay FM store where we sell our merchandise. We use Squarespace's commerce platform to help us out with that. Squarespace has rock-solid fast hosting and so much more. If you want to stretch Squarespace even further, their dev platform is now out of beta and available to everyone, and they've added even more functionality to the platform allowing you to to take your Squarespace site further than it ever has been able to go before. I know this is something that Stephen takes advantage of for 512 pixels you can go and sign up for a trial right now with no credit card required and start booting your website today by going to squarespace.com and when you decide to sign up make sure that you use the offer code world at checkout and you'll get 10 percent off your first purchase and you'll be showing your support for this show thank you so much to squarespace for helping us out at relay fm squarespace start here go anywhere
1: so I wanted to update you guys on the on my status uh, report with trying NewsBlur, the RSS reader, and in the process, I wanted to ask you a couple of RSS questions, if you don't mind. Yeah. So it turns out that I'm really, really happy with NewsBlur so far, and it's really grown on me uh, in the in the past week. I've been uh, so what I didn't do last week that I did over the past seven days is I read the, uh, the, the, the 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 FAQ section on the website, and so I learned a couple of neat tricks that I didn't know, and I started using the uh, training intensively. So on NewsBlur, you can you can train the feed reader to hide stories that you don't care about and you can also do the opposite you can train the reader to focus on stories and topics that you are that you are interested in so what i did is um i selected a bunch of uh, stuff that i don't care about like uh lawsuits or like when there was a, some kind of a car show in the past week like some tech blogs were writing about cars and i I'm, i mean i'm i'm no i'm no ATP right. I, I don't care about this stuff. Um, so so I just I just I just uh, like I selected some keywords like Ford and Nissan and that that kind of stuff I don't want to see. Um, so uh, other topics included Samsung and um, what else. I, I think at some point I blocked. Uh, a keyword for another tv show that i didn't care about and i do i also did the opposite with stuff that i like so i promoted apple google iphone uh android because i still like to to be informed about you know android uh i promoted uh better call soul which is uh, an upcoming tv show yes. uh some video yes i know right yes. so uh- much yes <laughs> I, I promoted some video game stuff, so uh, uh, Nintendo, Sony, that kind of keywords. And what it's really nice about News Blur is that there's a train menu. So every time you're reading an article, you can say uh, I like this specific author from this website. So, for example, on Six Colors, I can say I like posts from uh, Jason Snell. Um, so every time there's a you, you recognize an article from Jason Snell, promote that kind of content in the feed reader, or I can go to Mac stories or no, not Mac stories because it's my own website. That would be creepy. Uh, I can go to, I can go, I can go to the verge and say, uh, using these tags. So the feed reader is capable of looking into the article tags and say, I want to know more about, I don't know, Nintendo 3DS, but not about the Nintendo Wii U looking at the tags or I can say I want to know everything from this publisher so an entire website or what's even more impressive is that you can use just uh text in the article title you just select text so for instance I selected keywords um in in the title like the the name of the the car show that I don't remember um the Detroit
2: Detroit auto show
1: yeah probably yeah um yeah, Detroit Auto Show. That that was the the, the, the three words that I selected, um, and there was uh ad- other stuff in in article titles that I either like or don't like. So there's two buttons that you use. One is hide with the thumbs down, and the other is focus with the thumbs up, using emoji. So Casey would be proud. Um, and basically, over over uh, I, I did this like uh, five or six days ago, and I kept. I kept training the, the reader. So every morning when I wake up, or maybe after a couple of hours that I haven't checked my RSS reader, I go to Newsblur and there's um there's a at the bottom of the app, there's a top bar. You can switch from old old stories to unread and focus. So focus mode, uh it's got a green dot and it shows you every story that you that you have. Um that you have told the, the the app that it's important to you. So I, I think this is handy when I when I when I go back to to NewsBlur after a few hours and I just want to see like what's up in terms of what's cool and new and just don't don't give me the stuff that I that I that I don't think it's super important to me. I can go there and find the, like the most important stories for me. And I think and from what I've seen so far. I think the, the the feed training mechanism is really accurate, and and it keeps, uh, I, I think it keeps getting better over time. And at least this is also what the the, the FAQ said. Um, it, it will get better based on like what you read, what you train the the, the feed reader to do, and it it's also capable of uh, like uh, not showing you uh, duplicate stories. Um, and the opposite also uh, works as well. I don't want to see certain topics. I, I will never see those topics again. So that was really nice. Um, I've been using Search. I told you guys it, it was really fast. And uh, in the past week, there's been a couple of uh, couple of times that I needed to find an article again. I used Search on, on the Newsblur app for iPhone and iPad, and it found... Uh, those topics that I needed to find in, in the in the articles, like in two seconds, w- that was really impressive and useful. Um, and in general, I've noticed that the app is really fast because it uses this uh, prefetching uh, feature that, like, for instance, just a few minutes ago, I posted my due uh, review on MacStories, and like after a minute, it was up on Blur. Uh because it refresh like I don't know. I think it refreshes the, the RSS feed. Um I, I think it refreshes the RSS feed RSS feeds uh, I, like Depending on the popularity of a website, I'm not sure. Uh, but for Max Stories, it's really fast, and for other uh, uh, websites like The Virgin, during Fireball, it's also very fast. So it's probably something like Pocket casts, like the way how often they refresh certain websites. But in general, it's really fast, and when you refresh the iOS app, uh, all the articles come in in like two seconds. So I've been really impressed. But I've been thinking. Um, I've been thinking about uh, especially the training and, and the filters. And so what I wanted to ask you after this consideration, because I, you see how, um, and, and I think that Mike knows, especially when we talk on virtual about like, like how like sometimes I, I think strange. Uh, I think about strange topics, like I go on different tangents and, and I end up on, in, in, in weird places with my, with my thoughts. And, and I mean that Mike knows because of the Minecraft spider. Um, um, right? Yeah, my, just eat yeah. those eyeballs, yeah. buddy. Or, or the, the rogue legacy uh, stuff. Um, so I, I've been thinking, <laughs> um, like filtering RSS, right? Uh, because I, I'm treating RSS like like basically a file system. So uh, it's a file system for news. So in theory, I should be able to see everything because a file system, like, for instance, when I open my Finder on my Mac, those few times that I do, uh, I see all my files, uh, you know, un, 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 unless I uh, I decide to do a search or stuff like that. So instead, I'm treating like RSS in NewsBlur like some sort of tweet bot filters, where I, I I select topics that I don't want to see, and that's kind of new to me because I never I never did this stuff in RSS before. I tried Fever a few years ago, the the the, the RSS service that lets you set up your own. Uh, RSS application on your own server, and it and it lets you like read topics based on popularity. But that's different, because here I'm basically yeah, it's like tweetbot filters. I can select topics and stuff that I don't want to see, and I don't see that stuff again. So is this just me? Because I think this is really new and exciting for me. Uh, And and like NewsBlur is giving me a different perspective on RSS in the in the post Google Reader age. And uh, and I know that RSS is not sexy. In uh, I mean that it's something for geeks, right? That there's no like th- there are different services, but they're not really trying to revolutionize RSS. They're just trying to survive. And every once in a while they launch a new feature. And NewsBlur it's 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 really different. And 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 it made me think about RSS and filters and that kind of stuff and Twitter lists. Whether I should be using Twitter lists less because Twitter doesn't care. Um, so I know that Mike, you told me that you stopped using RSS a while ago. Um, yeah, I kind of brought it
0: back, but like very limited. Okay. and I check it maybe once every couple of weeks. Uh, so
1: I wanted, I wanted to know from Stephen first uh, because he seems to me more of an RSS guy. Yeah, in general, definitely. Stephen, tell me about RSS and the way you use them <laughs> because I I need to know if I'm alone in this, if maybe it's just. Uh, some placebo effect that i'm having here because news blur is new.
2: Yeah. I mean, my RSS usage has been really consistent before and after the Google Reader shutdown. Uh, i do have a twitter list um that i that i called RSS is dead and that has, you know, blogs I follow, you know, a lot of you know, almost every website just tweets headlines as they come out. And i do check that occasionally. Um i've gotten into Nuzzle some since um we've talked about it on the show. Um Federico introduced me to it. But overall, I still use RSS pretty heavily, Um, maybe even more so now that I follow more people on Twitter and Twitter's gotten noisier. Um, So, you know, I use uh, Feedbin and I use uh, Reader and Unread as my clients. And I've got folders in there by topic. And I do I do have uh, talking about the filtering. I have a little bit of a filter. I have a folder that um, I always look at everything in there. I call it uh, writers, and it's basically just people who I, I want to see everything that they publish. And then, you know, it's guys like 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 you, Federico. Um and then I've got you know folders a- around s- other topics. So I've got kind of general, you know, nerd news. I've got Apple news, which is, I mean, a couple more high volume Apple news sites. And and I don't. Feel bad about marking those other folders as red if I can't get to them. I don't have a completionist uh, attitude when it comes to RSS, and you know, a lot of times I'll open a, open a folder, especially if it's been uh, you know several hours or even a day, and just skim the you know the latest couple things. And because I do rely on Twitter to a degree, even though I'm not using Twitter as an RSS replacement, I expect that stories that are popular, like today, that redesign or that art project of the guy made like an iMac out of the front of a Classic Mac. Like, you know, a bunch of people tweeted that, a bunch of people tweeted it at me. And so I I saw that well before I opened unread this morning on my iPad. Um yeah, but all in all, like if you looked at my RSS usage in 2007 and looked at it today, it's more or less the same. And um there's not a ton of articles in there. You know, I have I've, I've paired back what I follow in RSS, but um it's still a pretty critical part of the way I consume content online.
1: So what I want to ask you is how do you and if you I am not I'm not sure whether you use it or not. How do you use the the uh, the uh, the feature to to mark an article as a favorite and the read later services like Pocket and Instapaper? Because I'm I'm struggling and, and I'm finding even more overlap between the two. Like why do I? Mark an RSS article as favorite if I can just send it to 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 Pocket or Instapaper. Especially now that it's so easy with iOS 8 extension.
2: Yeah, I don't mark anything favorite in RSS. I didn't, and that was a huge thing in Google Reader. And you could like set where if you favorited something, in Google Reader it did a bunch of different things. Uh, I never used it then. I don't use it now. If it's something I, I want to read later um, or something that I want to maybe link to later, I'll I'll just send it to Instapaper and deal with it over there. But you know RSS to me is very binary. Like I, you know, it's either if it gets in front of me, if I don't just mark it as read, um, then you know I'll either skim it there, or if again if I want to do something with it, it just goes into paper and it gets dealt with elsewhere, not within RSS app itself.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm. Um, um, I think I will end up doing again because I have these. Um this habit of um, marking articles as favorite because that's what I used to do in Reader and Google Reader years ago. Uh, because, yeah, I remember there was some kind of social component at some point for mm-hmm. the favorite feature. Um, so I think, out of habit, I still like give a star to articles. Uh, but I realized that I can just save, save them to, to Pocket and just um, because either I want to read them or I want to archive them for the future. Um, so yeah, I think I want um, in NewsBlur they they are called the saved articles. So it's basically the same system. Um and I wanted to ask you also uh, and then I I will move my my questioning to Mike. Um are you prepared Mike?
0: Well, yeah, it's you're not going to get much out of me, but
1: this is like an interview like from from like the the police when they interview oh. people. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a I have a lamp on my desk and I will Yeah. <laughs> So, Stephen, do you use the search feature of RSS uh, like ever? Do you, do you search for old articles for some reason, or do you just use Google?
2: Just uh, just Google. I mean, I I don't I don't use search in RSS. If there's if there's an article that I've read and maybe if I insta papered it, it's in Pinboard. So the first, like, say that like Federico, um, I was actually just looking at just earlier today your. Q4 2014 results post and so I just searched Google and found it but it, you know sometimes something's more obscure you know maybe I pin, sent it to pin board everything I go into paper goes to Pinboard. Uh, so I look there as well I don't I don't use search I don't even know how search is in feed bin because I've just never touched it
1: yeah that's what I thought it's it's really like why should I use rss search instead of Google search. Uh, there, there were a couple of scenarios for me that I knew that I found an article in RSS and I remember the title and News Blur gave me that that uh, feed article again, but in general, I, I think I just use Google. Uh, Mike, why are you coming back to RSS?
0: Um, just because there are some blogs and, and sites where I want to make sure that I don't miss things. Um and that tends to just be like blogs from from people that I enjoy because I get most of the stuff that I need to know from uh, from Twitter. I mean, I subscribe to The Verge and Polygon in my RSS reader, but that's only if I'm reading RSS and I want something to read and I'm done with everything else. Other than that, I just mark those as uh, as read all the time because I've just gone mm-hmm. in and done now. But I only subscribe to 15 RSS feeds now. Um and and it's mainly just from the blogs of friends and what I find most of the time is I'm going, out, going in there like that, like I am right now and clearing it out just like marking everything as red pretty much uh, because it's been weeks since I looked last. and I kind of just go in every now and then if I want something to read and there's always stuff in there from the people's sites that I like And it's, it, I use Twitter for most of the stuff that I need I, I, I follow a lot of people if there are big things happening I find out about them that way um and I also follow the Twitter accounts of a lot of blogs and sites that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I don't use lists. Thank you. Okay. Because I don't want multiple timelines to have to look through. I already So it's just in
2: people. your regular timeline and if you miss it, you miss it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I use this tweet bot, so it's got timeline sync, so it, it never misses uh tweets. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, never
0: know. never miss them tweets, boy, because I got my yeah. my
1: iCloud it's syncing. My- my height. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you use iCloud instead of tweet Marker.
0: Yeah, because I like the like the syncing of DM red notifications
2: and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. same here.
1: So, um, in general, to conclude, I think I'm, uh, of course, I'm sticking to NewsBlur at the moment because it, I'm really curious um, about this. Thing. You know, it's made by a single guy in the developer. It's the kind of story that I like. Um, Someone has so to feed I'm, his dog, you know? Yeah, yep. uh, of course there's <laughs> the dog picture, which was awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm trying NewsBlur, and um, uh, I mean, at this point, I have a membership to to the three popular RSS services because I I am a Feedly Pro lifetime member. I pay for Feed Wrangler because I mean David Smith is awesome, and there's NewsBlur. So I, I think I want to try Fitbin like in the next couple of months. But first, just to have an idea, you know, I, I like having uh, opinions about everything. So I can I can opinionate with people, you know, about opinions.
0: We love it. We love it when you
1: opinionate. I, I, I think that's really important to, to, to have opinions and posits these days. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: you know, RSS is one of those things that, you know, when Google Reader went away, a lot of people said it was going to – that RSS was going to die. But especially if you lump podcasting into the mix because, like, podcasting runs on the back of RSS, like, RSS is fine and there's all these services. Like, the ones you just listed, there's a dozen, a dozen more good ones. Um, I definitely still think there's a place for it in this world. It just I think things like News Blur, you know, adding features on top of it I think is where the excitement is happening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good stuff.
0: Yep. That just about wraps up this week's episode of Connected. If you'd like to find the show notes for this week's show, go to relay.fm/slash connected/slash 22. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at imike, I M Y K E. Federico is at Faticci, B I T I C C I. And Stephen is at ISMH. Stephen writes the great 512pixels.net and Federico writes the also great macstories.net. We'll be back next week with another episode of the show. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, Squarespace, Igloo, and Linda. And thank you for listening. Until then,
1: bye-bye.
2: Adios.